Hello, and welcome to the Medical Humanities Podcast, the official podcast of BMJ's Medical Humanities Journal. We invite you to listen in and join the conversation from global perspectives on health, medicine, and accessibility to interviews with social justice activists, filmmakers, artists, and academics from around the world. Stay up to date with public discussions that matter to medicine and humanities because life happens at the intersections. Hello, and welcome back to the Medical Humanities Podcast. I'm Brandy Skilache, Editor-in-Chief. Today, I'm here with two guests. One you've heard from before, Stuart Murray, member of Living Bodies Objects team and lots of other things, which he'll be telling us more about. And David Tebron, a member of the Blueberry Academy team in York. And we're going to talk a little bit about these projects and overlaps and intersections and life is more interesting at the intersections. Uh, wouldn't you two agree? Absolutely. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> First of all, uh, since our listeners actually do know you a little bit, Stuart, why don't we start with David um, telling us a bit about yourself and what you do and about the Blueberry Academy itself? Yeah, I'd, I'd really uh, I'd really like to. It's a great way to start. And thank you for the invite to be on the podcast. I'm Dave Tabron and um, I work in York at Blueberry Academy and um, Blueberry Academy is a, a, a business that operates uh, in special educational needs and we're a, a training provider, a post-16 training provider and we also operate in health and social care. Um, Blueberry Academy was set up in 2007 and is, is kind of localised to York and the North Yorkshire um, region. It was set up actually by a couple of colleagues and, and dear friends of mine who we've been working together and known in the city for a, a number of years in, in, in different sort of ways. So as the academy was set up, we uh, very much believed in local and were very much with an em kind of employment focus initially. So we were sort of job coaching and supporting people into employment. And um, the local council who uh, know of us were very much interested in we're interested if we would extend into personalized learning and education. So the, the Blueberry Academy journey basically has, has been from 2007. Um, we're based in the city. We now deliver education on behalf of City of York Council. And then in the wider North Yorkshire area, uh, different kind of contracts, but we provide personalized learning and health and social care the North Yorkshire County Council. And our target sort of age range is at post 16 to 25 for education, but anywhere through adulthood. And um, I'm sure it'll come out in, in the podcast, but basically we've got four strands. We, we really focus on all sorts of creative activities and different approaches relating to employment, independent living, community inclusion and health. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. So, Stuart, tell me, how how have you been interacting with, well, first of all, I suppose I should ask for a quick update on uh, Living Bodies Objects, because I know things have changed since we last spoke. But then I'm, I'm really interested to hear in how you're interacting with the Blueberry Academy. Yes, I think when the last podcast was done, it was about our first residency partners, which was uh, Interplay Theatre. And I think the artistic director of the theatre and Amelia DeFalco came on and spoke to you. Um, so Blueberry Academy are our second partners um, in the overall three-year project. And we've been working with them since the end of February. And as with Interplay, what we did was 
we went to them and we said, we have a research project and we'd like to hear how we can best work with you to do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So it's very much kind of founded on those LBO principles of finding out what research is by doing it and kind of having an open start, knowing that we wanted to focus on questions of health uh, and issues of technology in particular. So we sat down with um, Blueberry and, and Dave and I have talked a little bit about this in the past and we, we were kind of wondering how this was going to go. It was a very open conversation. I'd never worked with an employment provider before. I wasn't sure what it was going to look like. I think Dave has said that having, you know, a bunch of academics come into the building was also relatively unusual. So we were looking for common ground at the start. And one of the things that came up very early in our conversations was connected to the well-being and particular issues around anxiety and mental health that some of Blueberry's trainees have about things like independence, about things like uh, traveling on their own. And so what we immediately said is, why don't we use the VR technology mm. that we have in LBO to see how we can do something about that? And we went from there and we've been going in and working together as a team every Thursday, pretty much since February. That's great. Um, and just for um, our listeners, just in case you've entered this podcast uh, and you haven't heard the other two where I spoke to Stuart, Living Bodies Objects is a project which um, I actually almost describe. It's like trying to see outside your own head, which is very difficult to look at your own eyeball or something because um, they're trying to do research as research happens in this very open way, uh, in a very non-traditional way for, for research to happen in academia, but with a hands-on approach that makes a lot more sense, I think, out in the lived world of lived experience. So it's, it's, a, it's a unique project, and obviously it's about living bodies and objects, but the words are all connected together because in many respects, there aren't those clear boundaries between these things in real life. So um, the VR technology he's talking about is also, it's a virtual reality uh, where you wear goggles. Is that right, Stuart? Yeah, yeah, with, with headsets. And it allows you to kind of experience, I, I believe you told me at one point you all were in sort of a room together and there were kind of virtual trees and, you know, mm. it, so it really lets you kind of explore a space. So is the virtual reality um, a way of allowing the participants in the Blueberry Academy to explore themselves to explore new spaces or experiences all of those i think some of the trainees had if not used vr very much before they were quite accomplished gamers mm. and they had experience of kind of the sort of uh, almost like the, the motor movements that you would do and, and using hand controllers for example to to move around environments virtual environments and so we, we and others didn't have any experience at all and some were nervous. Um, <laughs> and so we built up from a from a kind of a, a zero starting point in some way. Uh, and it was exactly as you say, Brandy, we wanted to see if by creating virtual spaces, by being in them, there was any connection that we could make to the idea of a safe space, basically one that you mm -hmm. might design or co-design or make, uh, why you would make it in that way, what things would you put in your safe space? And so mm -hmm. as the weeks went on, we were doing this every week, just building on the previous week. Um, 
And it's been enormously enjoyable and I think really, really productive. It sounds fabulous. David, um, what are some of the responses that you're getting from the members? I have to say that, um, you know, it, it has been fantastic. But I think if you listen on a podcast, it's probably important to know what does that mean? And maybe what's Blueberry Academy's starting point here? Mm. The thing is, I, I, obviously, from what Stuart said, he's absolutely right. And that's that's, you know, our experience. But I just want to highlight that Blueberry Academy, you know, um, it, the, the space that we are, we, we run our own curriculums. Um, we have space to, uh, we work with employers, we work with outside agents, we work with, you know, we've got freedom to kind of go and hunt best practice. And we do a thing called personalized learning, and we're really trying to do an individual program. Mm -hmm. I, I, and we've got a lot of flexibility. So some of my week, for example, I can be delivering a program you know, for, for someone, say, in education from, say, a teaching perspective, you know, my sessions can be one-to-one -one out in the community. And, and we have this great old building space, what we call our learning hub, and we've got different – we've got a retail shop, and people can look us up online and find out a bit about us. But the one thing that I really want to point out is Blueberry Academy didn't have a team of technicians who mm. had knowledge relating to VR. And and what the LBO opportunity for us was to look at kind of immersive technologies and we've, mm -hmm. we've touched on, on sound and lots of things. But we were starting on this journey as a, as a team of staff, you know, from right. scratching our heads point almost. <laughs> and and, and the, the key thing that I was kind of interested in on an individual basis, I was the first to kind of meet up and start to design with Stuart and other colleagues on the LBO team about what we're going to do, is that Blueberry Academy basically kind of, um, looked at me when I said, you know, we've got this opportunity and we're keen to get involved. But it just started with a blank page. And, and, and I was very worried that everyone would think I'd be a leading expert in VR and how to do all this stuff. Um, but actually, the journey has been really informative. And, and, and I think um, what I'd really like to say is the Bluebeer Academy journey, and it's similar to staff and our trainees, are, 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 you know, young people we work with. Um, has been a journey and we're going to continue it. And if we've been able to do this and find positive stuff, any other organization who sat outside listening to this, you know, I'd just encourage you to have a little explore, maybe look at the, there's a research paper, I think, that's coming out from us that could actually encourage and help other people. So our starting point at Blueberry Academy, while we've used film and we use music and we've used and we've got mm -hmm. dance studios and all of that, but we'd never done anything in terms of VR. So so that was our starting point. That's really lovely. Yeah, because I think to me, you said several things that I just want to draw out for our audience. One is I think even when we different times we've tried to talk about living bodies objects, it tends to stay. It sounds philosophical. It's, it's hard for people, I think, to get their head around exactly what it is and does, because unlike some projects, that, you know, we, this is our thesis, this is our thesis and this is the outcome we're looking for and these are the goals. This is much more about, um, the researchers themselves starting also kind of on page one. And the, the description that you just gave me of both the participants and your staff starting on the same page together, I mean, what a wonderful way to build community that you're doing this together. It's not, uh, it's sort of a level playing field in, instead of that kind of teeter-totter where someone's above uh, someone else. And, and this is a problem. This is something we talk about a lot in medical humanities, in medicine in general, because 
say, doctor-patient relationships, right? They're always uneven. But this is a, a ground where you all get to start at the same place. And I think, you know, one of the things that Living Bodies Objects is attempting to do is say, what if the researchers and the academics and the public were all doing something, we're all going on a journey and starting at the same place too? It feels like you've been sat in the sessions that have been delivered here uh, with the team uh, from, you know, from Leeds University, from uh, our great colleague Dave Lynch from Immersive Networks, who comes in, um, you know, from our own staff here and our trainees. It, it is, we, we try to have at Blueberry a certain level of um, our trainees, you know, this isn't, shouldn't be something that is done to you, your personalised programme. It's something mm -hmm. we want you to embrace because you understand it's your journey. And, 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 you know, we want to support you to be as independent into your adult life as possible. And the LBO team have just come in. And from that day one, we've tried out different things. We've, I think the term, we've, in some ways, we've played together, you know, when, when our staff yeah. have... You know, the, the, the Bluebee Academy staff can't work out to do something. A trainee, you know, one of our, 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 our young adults, you know, kind of who can do it shows us. And it's the same. And it doesn't matter whether you're from Leeds Uni. And our trainees, we, we tend to recap um, so they do understand that the team, from it's a living body objects team. They understand that they're taking part in a research project. And we've actually grown it. And we, we didn't really set off with this concept, but it, we were kind of aware that it might flow in that way. Now, um, everybody, when I say everybody, that's the researchers, that's the Blue Bee Academy staff, and it's our trainees. We are living body objects researchers together. Right, right. That's a very, very strong thing. At the start of the project, I'd have never thought that. And, it, and it's given an ownership, and, and maybe that mirrors what we've been trying to look at, is can technologies... Um, you know, can people feel a, a relationship with them that kind of gives them an enhancing or an enabling relationship? Um, you know, and, and I think that's very much been a, a, a feel for our work. And I think that's been a real, a real experience for the trainees. And I, I really have to stress that this research hasn't been done to any young people. It hasn't been done to Bluebeak Academy. We've we've all joined in and gone on a journey together. Mm -hmm. And and um, the way that the researchers have been as individuals in our environment here, you know, if you can come into to our learning environment and be accepted and people be comfortable and you can work alongside for the months, week in, week out that we have, it does speak volumes for how uh, people have come without any um, pretense, without any status. It, it's created no fear. Mm -hmm. And that involves, you know, putting, getting people to put on equipment they've not seen before, experience different worlds, you know, kind of it's, how that interacts with their senses. So um, it, it's been it's been quite remarkable, some of the, the way that people have felt comfortable with what's gone on. That's such a lovely description. And I think, Brandy, what we found early on was that the, the rhythm of the day, so we would go in on the Thursday morning and, and start to work with the trainees and then have a break for lunch, but we would all have lunch together, for example, and then an afternoon session as well. And the rhythm of the days and everybody starting off in conversation with one another and talking about, you know, whatever was on our minds, it absolutely set up 
this sense of feeling like a team together, mm -hmm. you know, and when we needed things to slow down a bit because other things were going on, that was exactly what we did. And as Dave says, there was quite a lot of play. It was, it was useful to be able to introduce some of the technology by playing with it. But right. it was also great to know, for example, that as Dave has said, a number of the young adults at Blueberry will have personal health plans. Yeah. So we knew that some of the things we were doing could make interventions, you know, in those plans. So in those documents that are official documents about about their health futures in a way. So we we're in this wonderful situation of being able to experiment, being kind of very true to LBO's sort of principles. But at the same time, knowing well, if this goes right, you know, it will go on someone's file. It will go in. It will go into their plan and that could have really good future outcomes for them. It was a great combination. Well, and here at Medical Humanities, um, one of our big interests in LBO and, and also your other projects, Stuart, on disability, which I know is going to be a special issue for us down the road, uh, is we're very, very focused on accessibility and that accessibility takes a number of different forms. And we, we are interested in social justice accessibility. So who has access to uh, not just to medical uh, care, but who has access to health, which is a much broader uh, understanding. And it, in it incorporates things like how independent you can be and how you live your life. And can you live in a way that is meaningful to you and that brings you joy? And, you know, so we're very interested in accessibility and in disability. Uh, we have many disability papers that have been coming in. We've been really trying to court those actually. I myself uh, am autistic. And so my interaction with the world is often interestingly mediated by technology too. So I, I think my biggest interest in what you're trying to do is how do we open up research, medicine, medical humanities, health, concepts of technology? You know, how do we create community with these things? I think one answer to that could be, you know, looking at this residency as a, as a way to stimulate that thinking would be exactly the way that Dave mentioned in that we were able to get a, a postgraduate um, research assistant. We've got one for each of the four residencies on the LBO project. And this research assistant came into Blueberry and we said to her, her name's Dee Ricketts, what work is out there on the interaction between young disabled people and immersive technologies? You know, go, go have a look and come up with a report. And she, she came up with this absolutely fabulous report. The whole point about that was we wanted to pass it on to Blueberry staff mm -hmm. and we wanted mm -hmm. to say, here it is, do with it what you want. And I know, Dave, you were just looking over it last week because you sent me a, a wonderful, enthusiastic email. And I think one answer to your question, um, Brandy, and here I think the thing to do is, is, is to pass over to Dave, is that you immediately could see how you could get that report out into the world, didn't you, Dave? Yeah, that um, straight away. Um, now, uh, you know, I want to re remind people who are listening that um, while very open and upfront is, I, I'm not an academic researcher. And, you know, the, this journey of, of sitting with an academic research team, I think the first time in truth I, I left the team, even though they were really wonderful and welcoming, um, I think I, I might have left with a few nails left. I was a little bit biting my nails thinking, oh my God, I'm working with all these academics and I, I might not understand what on earth they say, but but I did and I and, and I do, 
And uh, so as soon as we, you know, we got the, the, the paper, which is going to be out there and we encourage anyone to have a look at it, we've sat in our team and said, okay, how are we going to use this? How can we use right. this as a foundation stone for going forward? And also how can, you know, we get this information out and, there's um, a, a good example is we deliver our education on behalf of York County Council and North Yorkshire County Council lessons that we, we deliver on their behalf in terms of education. Well, we, we've been feeding into their team. Obviously, they have management, the senior managements within their organisations, mm. and we invited them in to see. And the same with health and social care. So we're rolling it out across our own team of practitioners we want to be an open book so people can learn. And we've actually asked and we're just going through the process with Stuart to see, you know, for day, could, could we have some some of her time to help us to understand? So we, we want the research from a, a literally a, a practitioner perspective to be mm. almost a toolkit, right. almost a here's your start point. This is how you can go. And we, we want to share that with as many people in that we've been very fortunate to be supported by the LBO team. But there's loads of lessons and practical things in there that any organization, you know, you can um, find me if you perhaps a Stuart in, in the thing, you know, if anyone wants to contact me and ask, how does it work? What did you do? Mm -hmm. You know, some very, very simple things. And if we can help other people, uh, maybe um take away some of the fear you know it, oh, yeah. it's okay to not know how something works but it, but if we can get going so our key is we want to be using day's research to shape the direction that we're going to be going within blueberry in the next year or two and 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 you know and on beyond because this is definitely that lbo is a is something that's grown our residency feel like it you know it's grown and it's it's just going to keep going without it being prescriptive we're just yeah, interested right. in what works, okay, what works for individuals, what works for groups, what works for staff. Uh, and, you know, it isn't that immersive technology is the be-all and end-all. However, it is in the right place and the right time. Mm -hmm. It can remove barriers and obstacles, and, and that's very much something that we're keen to do. That's fantastic, a fantastic descriptor of how, of, of how it's working for you. But also, for me, uh, as someone who, yes, I, I, I was, I am an academic. I sort of absconded from academia. Most of you know that, <laughs> that I'm a freelance person now, but we're very interested in perspectives that are much broader than that. And, uh, there's a, a lot of talk in disability community, you know, not about us with, uh, without us, um, not being a kind of afterthought, but being part of the development of technologies and of plans. And so this concept of individual care, individual structures, individual planning, I mean, this is something that could be used, uh, in a range of communities and in a range of ways. And so I love the idea that this, um, that academic research can have this very positive real world connection, because for me, that's what gives it any, any value or meaning. So, um, you know, if you're making those kinds of connections, you're doing something right. And I think what, what we feel about that is, and what goes back to kind of LBO's principles is, while we knew at the start some kind of outcome like that would be absolutely wonderful, we had no idea if we were going to get there. You know, it was it was like an aspiration. But we all said, if it doesn't go that way, that's fine. And I think that from a research point of view, having the luxury, if you like, not to have to get in quickly, not to be bound by, you know, time constraints and all those things that researchers have to deal with, 
but to be able to spend time to let the days when we were in Blueberry develop as they developed, to let them in many cases be led by the young people. And it's just the same. And listeners may remember when, when we talked about interplay theatre, when we started that residency, we had no idea what we were going to make. And we ended up making, you know, a performance piece. And it's, it's the same with Blueberry, I think, that, that part of the reason it's been so successful and has formed these ideas of communities and exchange, just like you're saying, Brandy, the reason this was happened, I think, was was because we were we were thinking about research, the, you know, in this way, in, right. in ways of, you know, thinking about pace, thinking about timing, thinking about interaction, thinking about community and togetherness. Both residencies have been really good examples of when you let things happen, really good things happen. <laughs> well, I think it's a, you know, uh, making academe get out of its own space. It's, as I said before, it's like getting out of your own head. It's th the ability to um, put yourself in a different plane in a different kind of situation. I think um, academics, I, I know this personally because I've, I'm now a freelance writer who works and writes in a very different space. I do a lot of journalism. And when you suddenly have to remove yourself from that academic context and realize that this much broader context requires a whole different set of skills and for you to lose a lot of your assumptions. So I think it's just been a, a powerful, uh, I think this is yet another powerful indication that LBO is onto something that I hope is uh, going to be replicatable in the future in other ways. So thank you both so much for joining me today. Is there anything you wanted to leave us with? I'd maybe just a very quick one and um, I'd, I'd encourage people, whatever it is, you know, um, the LBO project's gonna be running for another few years with, with other residents and obviously we'll be involved behind. I would encourage people to maybe just check it out. I'm not saying that for, um, you know, for, for, for trying to promote or whatever, anything. But I know from a practitioner, my colleague, John McGrath, who works at Blueberry, um, you know, our journey, we have learned lots of practical stuff that is going to be really helpful for, it could be, you know, individuals, families, groups, whatever out there. And, um, you know, however that we get that information out, I, I really do genuinely believe it could be helpful to other people's worlds of health, leisure space, whatever it is. So um, if people are interested, they can get in touch with us and, you know, anything we can do to signpost. But the reports will be out there and, and I'm sure there's some little tips that might help other practitioners and other people out there. Actually, speaking of contacting, Stuart, I think you also have an update about your website. Is that right? We do. We do. So our website is now live and listeners can find it by going to Living Bodies Objects uh, with no spaces, all lowercase and no spaces between the three words, livingbodiesobjects.org. And that gives, uh, we hope, some really good detail around our ways of working. Um, we've got a living glossary there where we try and put terms that are meaningful to us and we say why and we say where they're from and in some cases they might be from books or research articles or they might be things we've overheard from uh blueberry residents for example and, and and things like that so yeah it's it's uh please look at the website um and we'll put the podcasts on you know references to the podcasts on there as well so we've got, I just wanted to say to kind of close off, we've got four, four weeks left with Blueberry and they're going to be absolutely fantastic. We're going to review what we've done and we're going to see what we've learned from it. We're going to talk to the trainees and ask them what they've made of it. 
And then um, next month, we're going to do the transition into our third residence, which is the, the Bhopal Medical Appeal. So a charity which is uh, invested in finding ways to carry on the memory and the work that needs to be done in the wake of the Bhopal um, medical disaster, which was um, um, nearly 40 years ago now. And that transition, I think, is going to be re really interesting because we try and we try and kind of have a continuity from one residency to the next. So having Blueberry talk to Bhopal, I think, as we make the transition is going to be a, a really wonderful thing. That sounds wonderful. Well, I'm so glad to have had a chance to speak to you again and to meet you, David. And for our listeners, I'm sure we'll get another one of these to talk about that third residency down the road. So thank you all for joining us and being part of the conversation. Thank you for listening to the Medical Humanities Podcast. Since 2020, transcripts are available for all shows on our blog. Stay in touch by reading the journal and blog online. Just follow the links in the episode description. We are also on Twitter as medhums underscore BMJ.